We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I am your co-host, Mike DeVito, here with Jeff Stradamus. Listen, if you are a betting person out there, and especially if it has anything to do with Kansas City, you're putting money up, you got to check this man's Twitter first, because for the past four or five years, I've been watching him on Twitter. Jeff, you are on point every time, whether yeah. it's score whether it's who's going to do bad, who's going to do good, who we're going to sign, who we're not going to sign. I don't know. what. There's something else you got cooking up in those cookies over there. because Man, you, man it gives you um, psychic abilities. I must be. That's right. So make sure to get those from our, our sponsor, Cookie Society Cookies. Big Jeff, you guys are putting out all kinds of great cookies. And you got the swag now, right? You got merchandise. We got the merch now. We got candles, cookies, tons of gifts for the holidays. Check us out, cookiesociety.com. So now, does the do the candles smell like the cookies? Yeah. So one of our candles is a, a brown butter vanilla. So it smells like um, one of our um, snickerdoodle cookies. Um, oh. um, we have a cinnamon, just a cinnamon based cookie, old fashioned cinnamon cookie. Oh God, I gotta take a note every time. I'm like, I gotta put an order in, and then I forget. I'm taking a note right now. Yeah. Big Jeff. All right. Thank you to our sponsor, Cookie Society. Check them out, CookieSociety.com. Jeff, we got the W, man, and we're 2-0 now over the past two games, yet people still aren't totally satisfied with where we're at, specifically yeah. with this game. You say, okay, you you win, what, it was 13-7? to Yeah, 13-7. You know, so you win by six against a team who loses Aaron Rodgers, you know, the week before the game. So – you know, if Aaron Rodgers plays, this is the tip. This is the criticism, right? This is if Aaron Rodgers plays, you know, Kansas City gets killed. Let's jump into it first. What do you make of that criticism where it's just like, look, you got, yeah, you guys won, you know, you just won against this young quarterback and, uh, you know, not having to play Aaron Rodgers. It's human nature. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, that's what the internet's for. <laughs> and that's why the media is here and that you have to, you have to talk about it. But at the end of the day, it's a win's a win. We don't count style points. Right. We don't we don't remember when we won the Super Bowl. We don't remember those scores. I mean, some people do, but ultimately you remember who won that Super Bowl, who's holding up the Lombardi. And that's right. the ultimate goal. Win enough games to get in the playoffs and make a run. Um, and ultimately try to win a championship. So just continue to win. This is the first time we've won back to back games. We're in week nine. 
Right. That, that's right. crazy to think about, but you know, just continue to stack them. No matter how we get it done, just get it done. Yeah. No, it is. That is crazy to think of it like that. Uh, I think you know we talk about momentum every week and how important momentum is, and how to start the season it was win loss or loss loss win loss win loss. And yeah. Now we got two going. Even if they weren't the most pretty wins, we got two going in the right direction. And the defense has played really really well over the past you know it's definitely the past two weeks. Now, Jeff, we're going to talk about the offense and that stuff, but I think the defense playing well is going to lend itself to the offense starting up and playing well again. Because we saw what the offense was doing at the beginning of the season. This was still the same offense as putting up 40 points a game, but the defense is getting killed and you see things get out of whack. Now the defense is starting to calm down. So give me some of your thoughts. What did you see on Sunday from the defense? And do you see this progression continuing in the right direction? I definitely see it. I definitely see this as the as the new Chiefs defense. Yeah, um, the reason I say that, I know we didn't play Aaron Rodgers and it was Daniel Jones the week before, but these are things that, that were fixed. You see Chris playing the three a little bit more. You love it. Frank Clark looks healthy and he's yeah. getting after it. Um, you got the addition of Melvin, Melvin Ingram yeah. bringing a little bit of juice. And the secondary, I mean, they're playing lights out. You Sneed and Ward. Um, even if Rodgers played, they had a good they had good coverage all day on Adams. Right. I mean, that's that's right now the number one receiver in the NFL. That's a tough cover, and they did an excellent job. We got pressure. Um, Tyron Matthews all over the field, and, and they they had energy, which yeah. is good to see. So hopefully they keep that energy, and they can kind of rub off on the offense. Yeah, yeah. No, I I listened to Frank Clark speak. I don't know. If, I think it was right after the game, and yeah. he talked about we're having fun, and like as a defensive player. That that is the number one criteria. If you're having fun, forget it. On defense, defense, you know, Jeff, how technical offense is. <clears throat> like there's so this everything has to be perfect, everything has to be done correctly, everybody has to be in sync. On defense, sometimes you can get away with just going out there and letting it rip and going outlaw and having a blast doing mm-hmm. it. And so when I see those guys dancing on the sidelines and smiling and laughing and celebrating. And when Frank Clark says, listen, we're out there and we're just letting it rip and we're having fun. We're enjoying it. That's when I know, okay, that that is what I – when I say momentum go in the right direction, when your defense is out there having fun, oh, man, it's – I mean, yeah. I've been a part of those defenses. And I, I know the, the contrast of being on a defense that's playing tight and isn't out there relaxing and is so worried about making mistakes. And on the, the flip side, being out there with a team with a defense that's just like, let's go. Let's get yeah, after it. I think they're, they're playing. They're having fun, and they're playing angry. I think yeah. they're tired. They're tired of hearing all that trash about them. Yeah. They're tired of being second fiddle and right. hearing that this team only goes if the offense goes. So right. they're taking responsibility right now, and they, truthfully, they've won the last two weeks for us. So right. if if we can keep that same energy, that same production on a defensive side of the ball, Spags keeps putting together these game plans, and the offense wakes up. And do what they're doing the first four or five weeks of the year. Right. I mean, this team is right back where we thought they were going to be. And I mean, even with the record right now, the AFC is wide open. Wide open. Um, wide open. So, I mean, there's a ton to be ton ton to be um, happy about right now, and to be um, you know, for the taking. Uh, yeah, optimistic. Definitely optimistic. Talk to me about what it's like from an offensive line perspective and a protection perspective when you have. You know, when you have Frank Clark and Chris Jones and they're both happy and you have them on the ends, you know, on the edges rushing, obviously that's difficult. But now when you bring 
Jones down into play, Chris Jones down into play three technique next to him, Frank Clark, and then Ingram on the other side. Now that seems, I mean, that, that seems like a much better formula for success. Is. is that, is that, is it, how much more difficult is it to pass protect a, you know, a defense with those three guys, especially with Jones in the middle compared to, you know, just Jones and Chris on the outsides. It's tough because when Chris was outside, Chris Jones, he's a, he isn't a speed rusher. Yeah. No. I mean, he looks like a speed rusher inside because he's inside and you get to the quarterback right. faster that way. But on the outside, he's a power guy. He isn't going to beat you with speed. He's not going to threaten to tackle. Right. When you put him inside and then you have a guy like Frank Clark that's healthy, that's getting off the ball, and Melvin right. Ingram, and they're getting up the field and meeting at the quarterback and forcing the quarterback to step up. But wait, he can't step up because Chris Chris Jones just wrecked the middle of the pocket. That makes it hard. Now now your, your whole game plan changes. Now you, right. you can't drop back. It's all three-step, get rid of the ball. And now the DBs can play a little bit more aggressive because they know – the right. pass rush is getting home, and it all marries up. It makes everyone's job easier, and, and we're seeing that. We saw the defensive backs getting their hands on these receivers, having confidence, knowing that you know, the pass rush is going to get home and the ball is going to get out. Mm-hmm. We're not going to cover these guys forever, and, and it's just going to make us better as a defense. Yeah. Yeah, That's a, and that's a great point about Chris, too. I didn't even think about that. But, you know, you can – as a defensive lineman, you could have – Great get off. You can have a great move. You can hit perfectly. You can get your hips through. You can get skinny. But if you're out there on the edge and you can't do that, I'm talking lickety split. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It doesn't yep. matter if you're perfect with it. And I mean, we we saw Chris hit those Reggie White hump moves. We, I mean, we see he has the ta- you know he has the ability in those respects to do it. But you're right. There's something different. Because, yeah. because out there, you got to get there fast. And I, and I still think he's a good defensive end. I mean, that's how right. great of a player he is. Mm. But from from a, I guess, a personnel standpoint, right. and what makes this defense better is having those guys with a little bit more speed and using his ability inside, you know, to just wreck the entire game. He's not always going to get the sack. Right. But the pressure and his presence in there, it just changes the, the entire landscape of the defense. So right. I think this is the right move. Um, unfortunately, this – this couldn't have been done earlier. Spags is starting to figure the defense out. Right. Move some guys around. And I think they're just bringing it all together. I don't think this is a fluke. I don't think this is something that this is a two-week deal. Right. I think this is something that will continue. And just they're seeing some good quarterbacks. So we'll know Derek Carr um, got Dak Prescott after that. Yeah. So we'll know soon. Yeah. I mean, and I, I again, I just, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of it from a schematic point of view. So let's say you're playing guard and, you know, you got that right tackle and the difference between, say, me at three technique and Chris Jones out there at end, right? So if you got that, you're going to slide – you say you slide the protection to Chris. Yeah. You're going to help the center with me, but you're going to be focused way more on Chris than worried anything about what I'm doing. Yep. But now you put Chris Jones in that three technique and Frank Clark on the outside, and now you got a problem. Because you can't just leave a hand out there and let the center try to overtake Chris Jones. That ain't going to work. So it's like now you either have to commit somebody else to help that right tackle or somebody's getting the one-on-one. And you don't want anybody in that in that group. You don't want anybody with that one-on-one. Exactly. So you know? now that – like like you said, that creates – you have to make decisions as, as an offensive coordinator. Right. Are you going to keep that running back in to chip the defensive end? That's one less guy out on the route. Right. Um, you're not able to do as much empty – and that just changes the whole game plan, and that makes the defensive backs' jobs easier. Yeah. Now you're not having to play as much dime and nickel. Um, right. You're able to get there with four guys. 
you can get there with four guys and drop seven, like that's how you good look. Like it doesn't matter who you're playing. That's exactly. a recipe for a great defense. And they're they're doing that right now. Um the production with the pressures, the sacks, all of that, they're playing to run well right now. Hmm. And, and I think they will continue this. Yeah. And one more point before I get on to our offense. Um, and I tweeted this out, and I think it's important to note because I do get the criticism that this wasn't Aaron Rodgers. This was love. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, from a defensive point of view, especially schematically, when you're trying to build a game plan, and now these coaches all, you know, all the way up until the week before, they've prepared for Green Bay. I mean, they haven't been all in as they are that week, but I mean, they've been thinking about Green Bay since the offseason. And you're yeah. thinking about playing against Aaron Rodgers and what that offense looks like. Now, all of a sudden, it's Monday. And you have a new quarterback that you really don't have game film on. So you, you're going That's in there as a defense. And it, it's really hard to say this is what they're going to do, right? I mean, you just – you don't – you have no idea it's what they're going to do. It's tough. I mean, because it's a wild card. You, right. You have no – you have nothing. Um, so sometimes that could be more dangerous than facing the starter. Exactly. But Aaron Rodgers is, is a special Hall of Fame. Right. No so he definitely would have made a difference. But from my perspective, the, when I was looking at the game, I kind of thought that, but guys weren't open. Yeah. Guys weren't yeah. open. Guys were getting pressure. That's good. Guys weren't missing assignments. Guys were making tackles. Yeah. That's um, a good point. They Don't were matter. playing good sound defense. And it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Right. When doing that. Like, I know Aaron would have figured some things out and it may have been a closer game, but they were playing good sound defense. And, and, right. and to hold a team of seven, I don't care who the quarterback is. That, that's tough to do, especially <laughs> with, you know, some of the weapons they have. Aaron, Aaron Jones, what did he do? He's a he's a Pro Bowl running back. Yeah. What Devontae Adams do? He, he's a Pro Bowl receiver, one of the yeah. best receivers in the league. Right. What did those guys do? I, I know the quarterback makes a difference, but those guys recovered, good, did a good job in the run game. They did everything the right way. Exactly. And that's yeah. So it's not that's I'm glad you brought that up because it's not a, as big of a difference as you think. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers Hall of Fame quarterback is gonna make a difference. Yeah. Right. When you look at how the game played out, that you know. Everything was played well on defense. And if there's nobody to throw the ball to, there's nobody to throw the ball yeah. to. Man, if Jordan Love there. was out there missing a ton of open receivers. Right, um, right, exactly. And, and you know, they, coach was calling a great game. And, right. and I'm like, you know what, Aaron would have made that throw. Yeah. Aaron would have made something happen right there. Yeah. But I was really looking at each play like you didn't there's see nothing that. there. Yeah, yeah. No, you didn't see a lot of that. No, that's a really good point, Jeff. Let's get on to the offense, but before we do, I got to shout out my friends at Ticket for Less. Listen, if you're looking to score an unbeatable deal on Chiefs tickets, you got to check out my friends at Tickets for Less because they have got you covered. Locally owned for more than 17 years, ticketsforless.com has the best selection of Chief tickets for every game, all without the outrageous taxes or per ticket service fees you find on other sites. Plus, you can use our exclusive KCSN promo code from Tickets for Less to save even more. Use code KCSN21 at checkout to save big on any Chiefs order at ticketsforless.com. That's KCSN21. All right, Big Jeff, let's talk about the offense now. So we, we're still we're still sputtering a little bit. We're still yeah. struggling a little bit. Uh, you know, if this is any other of the 31 teams in the NFL, you might say, hey, you know, it's not bad. With the Chiefs, they've set the bar so high that when you see two performances like this, I mean – it's gone, you know, into the Titans game and things like that. Uh, you know, it, it's still a cause for concern. And so give me the breakdown, brother. Right. What did you see on, on offense? I'll start with the good. 
because there, yeah. I mean, there was a little bit of good in there. Yeah. Um, the O line played well. Um, yeah. Orlando Brown looked great. <laughs> good. He looked really good. Um, I think that we didn't turn the ball over. <laughs> that was right. the difference in the game. We didn't turn the ball over. We won the turnover battle. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Because if we turned the ball over, we may lose that game. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You give an extra possession, you may not score 13 points. Right. You never know. Um, and that first drive, that first drive should be what every drive looks like. Right. You know, we came in with seven. We were patient. We took the underneath routes and we got to the red zone. We punched it in. I think right. that was good. But outside of that, it was a struggle the rest of the night. It was really inconsistent. And I think the inconsistency started with drop passes. Hmm. That that kills momentum. That kills drives. When, when when a guy drops a pass, especially on the third down, like we can we can extend the drive and kind of get that rhythm and keep it going. Um, but we were dropping passes. Um, guys weren't really that much that open. Um, hmm. Pat missed a few throws. Um, it's just it's just a weird time right now. It's yeah. things that you don't typically see, and and I, I know we're gonna figure it out. I don't think we're gonna right. figure it out. And that's the encouraging part with the defense and what they're doing. Continue to do what they do. Um, I'll put all my money on this offense figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I thought was really interesting um, that Andy Reid said in his press conference? I didn't – you could speak on this. I didn't realize this was the case. But he said, you know, one of the reporters had brought up that, you know, there was one play where Harbin went deep and he was covered, but, you know, it was one-on-one and Pat went to try to go deep for him. But when you look yeah. at the – when you look at it, Kelsey was open, you know, in, a, in a, on a shallower route. And the reporter said, well, you know, Andy, do you talk to Pat and say, hey, you know, you should you should have thrown to Travis on this. And he said, he said, look, when we go into a game, we have about four or five calls that I give Pat the okay to say, listen, if you got the deep ball, even if you got a one on one shot and you think you can throw it up, go for it. And I'm, I'm not worried if you know what's going on anywhere else. If you got the one on one, you think you got to go for it. And I was like, ah, oh, that that's really that is puts a spin on the way you look at it. Because when you look at it from the TV, you say, wow, Pat is missing these open guys, these obviously yeah. open guys. And then you listen to Pat in the press conference. He said, no, I saw Travis, but I thought Harmon was the better uh, option. And you, and then when you hear Andy Reid breaking it down and saying, look, if you got Harmon one-on-one, go for it. I like that shot. Um, and I, I guess I just didn't realize that. I thought you always would go for the open guy. But there are some times you just take that shot. Yeah, I mean, that's – obviously, we, we wouldn't be talking about this if that was a touchdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. in years past, that has been a touchdown. Yeah. And that's that's Pat's mentality. That's what makes him so great. That's yeah. how you – you know, you throw for so many yards and so many touchdowns is you take those shots. Right. Um, but in that case, I would have probably took Travis. Um, saw two deep safeties back there. But he believes in oh, himself. Oh, really? He believes in himself that much. Um, yeah. And that's what makes him great. And if I'm Coach Reed – I'm not saying anything to him. I'm going to continue to let Pat be Pat, and right. I'm going to let him figure it out because he's earned that. He earned. Right. He's earned that right. That's he crazy. gives us that confidence. He's in a slump right now. It's like a pitcher. I right. mean, sometimes you go into these slumps, and fortunate we're fortunate enough to not have to see this until now. Right. I mean, this is and it's, it hasn't been long. It's been you know three weeks. Right. So <laughs> he's yeah. gonna he's gonna figure it out. Um, he's gonna continue to to be who he is, and he's gonna play well. The things are gonna turn. And start going his way. So I'm not really worried about that. I think he's going to make the right decision because Patrick is Patrick. Yeah. I, I, I don't agree with that decision right there, but 
I'm not Patrick Mahomes. That's why yeah. I'm not worth a half a billion, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a great point. You said he's earned that. And I, I, you know, having played Peyton Manning and Tom Brady more times than I wish I would have, I've, you know, I've studied them and watched them go through slumps too. I mean, there've been a lot of times I thought, we're going to kill these guys. Brady's not the same guy or, or Manning's mm -hmm. not the same guy, you know, and then obviously they snap out of it. So all of the best go through this sometimes. And you can attribute some of it, if not the majority of it, to the fact that I think he felt like when the you know defense is getting killed every game, he felt like he had to take more on than mm -hmm. usual. And, yeah. uh, and so now with that calming down, I could see the ripple effect that having in the locker room, especially with Pat. Um, so that that's a really good point. You talked about the offensive line. Protection looked good. Run game looked good. How'd our, how'd our young bucket right guard look? Like a beast. Beast. I mean, every single game he has a highlight block. And then, I mean, Creed looks great. He yeah. looks great. Yeah, he's incredible. He all, incredible. He's an um, all-pro. I mean, you got Joe over there, left guard. He's everything that we thought he'd be. Yeah. I think he may be all-pro as well. Yeah. Orlando Brown had his best game in the year this past weekend. Um, we lost Lang, um, We lost Nang, which is, a, which is a tough blow. But we got Kyle Long right. scheduled to come back. Yeah. Well, maybe he yeah. goes to the right tackle. We'll, we'll see what happens there. I know Remmers is still down right now, but the O-line looked good. I, I think um, we could have been a little bit more efficient running the ball. Right. There were some opportunities there, but um, we didn't capitalize on them. But we we didn't run the ball very, very much. Right, right. Um, the running game is, I mean, it's you pound guys, you pound guys, and then you pop, you know, some right. victims here and there, and that's, that's how it goes. You wear them down. Um, but we're just not running it enough to kind of see that. Right. So early, if we're not efficient early, then the end of the day, it's not going to look very good. Now, as an offensive lineman, and this is interesting. You could coach Reed is the type of guy you could go to. Yeah. Say, hey, we we got to run the football more, and that opens everybody knows that opens up everything. But that's a criticism I did see sort of across the board on the social medias and the. And yeah, you can definitely go to him, but here's the deal: when you when you go to him, you better make it work. You better make a goddamn work. Right. Right. He's gonna trust you, and and to give to give him confidence when he calls those runs, they better be efficient. Right. So, I get the criticism, you know, before this past week, because we were efficient, we were running the ball really well. We just didn't run it very much. But this right. past week, I mean, I don't know where we were averaging a carry, but it, it didn't seem like we were doing very well in the run game. I know they were getting movement, but we weren't getting very many yards. I think we yeah. averaged like, it was like three yards under three yards a carry. That's not a win. Yeah. So we want to be averaging at least four yards a carry. That's an efficient run. And that's something that you can be confident in. And if we continue to do that, hell, I'm going to the sideline. Like, we're killing them, coach. Like, right. let's, let's go. call a few more. Like, we're, yeah. we're, we're ready to go. So if, if they give them confidence, I don't see, you know, any reason for them not to be able to go to them and say, let's, let's call a few more runs. Yeah. Yeah, and I like you brought up the fact that Kyle Long's coming back. I played against Kyle when I was in Kansas City. Yeah. And there's one play that really sticks out in my mind, you know, him playing that right tackle position. And I was a three technique over the guard. And I was I was always really good at not getting uh, misplaced. Right. Yeah. So if my guard took off fast. I was able to stay square, stay with him, post up on the backside and stay in that B gap. Right. So I'm playing that three technique. Chris Long was one of those guys that on a double team, he's bringing the funk. I mean, he has that big guy feel where he can get, you know, he can get you and misplace you quick. At the same time, 
I remember on this play, they had run like a fast zone to the opposite side of where I was going. And he was able to get in front of me. And like, I can't think of anybody who's been, and I can, I could read the guard quick. As soon as that guard took off, right. I was flat hand on the guard and hand back trying to play Chris. And somehow he was so athletic and so quick that he was able to misplace me. Like thank God the ball stayed front side. Cause if it would have cut back, it would have went for a million. Cause I was misplaced. I just remember thinking, I even talked to him after play like, damn, how did you do that? How the hell did you, nobody's ever done that, you know? So He's he has a great sort of one-two punch where he can get heavy, get physical, knock you out of there, be the kind of you know the mauler, but also has this these sort of sweet feet, these light yeah, feet. Just like man. yeah, Chris Long's brother is definitely an athlete. You call him Chris a few times. Oh, what was I saying? <laughs> you oh, call him Chris a few dude. times. Yeah. But, oh, uh, Kyle oh, Long, man. Yeah, man Kyle, Chris Kyle, Long is good too. <laughs> I was I was really excited when we got him in the offseason because I know what type of player he is. Yeah. So I, I mean. Coach Reed's always been along the lines of playing the best five guys. Yeah. And I think he's one of those guys. He's a he's a, like, I mean, we got the rookie, you know, Trey in there. We got Creed. We got Joe right. on the inside, and they're holding it down. I don't think we should change that at all. Right. Um, but if there's an opportunity on that offensive line, it, it's a right tackle right now. And I think you just put him in there. And I, I don't think he's going to give it back because I know what type of player he is. No. I know tenacity he plays with, what he brings, the energy, the leadership. The leadership, too. Um, he's only going to make this line better. That's already good. So, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a good addition. We're not talking about it enough yeah. about how, how big of a piece this is. That's why they've kept him, kept him on the roster, because they he's, know what he brings to this team. Yeah. And, and I think is, it's only going to be good things. So I'm excited to see, you know, there's number 69 on the field. Yeah. And he's fresh, too, baby. Yeah, he's fresh. Like, he took the last year off, right? I mean, this he's is his fresh. first. He's yeah, fresh. Yeah, he's oh, fresh. I forgot about that. So this is going to be. He might have to knock some rust off because yeah, missing a missing a full year and then getting hurt and missing half the season, that's going to be tough. But if anybody can do it, Kyle can do it. Yeah, Kyle Long. I'm glad he's back. Okay, couple more things. So that was the game. We're moving on. I'll, I'm going to mis I'm going to mispronounce it or miss say it, but I'm going to miss say it on purpose. We got the Oakland Raiders coming up this week. Yeah, they have they don't deserve to Raider be called. Yeah, I mean, it's Oakland. Yeah, it's Oakland. the Oakland Raiders playing in Las Vegas. That's Come all on. Now. Nothing oh, changed. That's it. That's it. But obviously a bigger test in the past two weeks. Um, OBJ, you brought it up at the beginning. He's on the market. What do you think, Jeff Stradamus? Do we do we, do we we nail that free agent? I don't, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. I'm sad to report before the reports come out that <laughs> um, OBJ will not be a chief. I wish he was a chief. Right. I hope I'm wrong, but that's not likely, so. So he gets through waivers. He, he gets can through pick, waivers. Pick whatever team he, he wants. Pick wherever he wants to go, and it's not going to be Kansas City because he wants the ball. That was the issue in Cleveland. Mm. He didn't feel like he was getting the ball enough. Um, he had a little disgruntled relationship with Baker, I guess, because when he was getting targets, they weren't good balls in his opinion. So he wants to go somewhere, one, where he's going to be the guy. Right. Kansas City is probably going to be the third option. Yeah, This is probably Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and then it probably be – OBJ. Right. So it's going to have to be a situation where, where he's the guy and then where he's a good quarterback. So I can see it being possibly Green Bay. I know they have Devontae, but outside of that, they lost their tight end, Tunyon, and they don't really have a solidified number two. I mean, they kind of like rotate that guy as far as targets. So right. he could be the bona fide number two, and with the way they throw the ball, he'd get just as many targets as a number one. And then possibly the Oakland Raiders. 
Mm. Okay, the, the Oakland team that plays in Vegas. I think he would be the bona fide number one guy there, at least number one receiver. They have Waller still, and they have a good quarterback. I know yeah. as much much as we hate him, I hate him. I do. But Derek Carr is a top ten quarterback. Um, they got a, a solid team. Um, they're going through a bunch of stuff right now, but he he would be a good addition for him. Mm, they are going through a bunch of stuff too. Jeez, I'm crow. Um, talk about Raiders week because this, you know, I went from playing with the Jets and playing New England twice a year, and that was incredibly, you know, that that week you're playing New England. I mean, if you went two and fourteen, but you beat New England twice, that was a good season. Yeah. And like it's very similar in Kansas City with the Raiders. I mean, this this uh, it's rivalry a, it's history. It's a fun week to be honest. Like. You embrace the hate because we right. hate each other. Right. And I think that the thing with, with the, the Raiders is the tradition behind it. And as much as you don't like the players, you hate the fans just as much. Like it's just like you're getting like you're pulling into the stadium back when we were going to Oakland and you're pulling up to the Coliseum and you're getting a double bird from fans, their kids giving you a double bird. Everyone saying F you and I hate you. People throwing drinks at you. Oh, I never let my family come to those games because I knew like it's nothing's good going to come from this. No. But it, it was just a fun atmosphere. I would be on the bench and sometimes I would turn around and just start talking trash to fans. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially when we were up big. I remember playing. That was what year was that? I think that was 2013. We were... Oh, yeah. Maybe the year Jamal scored five touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. We ran, we ran the exact same play on all those touchdowns, except for one, on four of those touchdowns. Yeah, I remember. It was a screen play. Yeah. And I was literally telling the defensive lineman, like, hey, we're running that screen. We're running a screen. And they didn't believe me. And, and we crushed them. On one of those, I got I got down the field, knocked two, die, two guys down. Um, Jamal scored like a 70-yard wheel route touchdown. Mm. He's dancing in, dancing in the end zone. There's a great picture. You can probably look it up online. While he's dancing, about seven people threw drinks on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see beer everywhere. So, oh, epic. I mean, as much as we hate each other, I mean, it's it's fun, man. Like yeah. I, I love it. Um, I miss that rivalry, and, and I'm looking forward to see, you know, the Chiefs go to Vegas and, and get one. Yeah. Did you? I wonder. Like, is the fan base in Vegas like? No, it's yeah, not the same. Yeah. It's not. It's not going to be the same from the fans' yeah. perspective. That's more of a. I mean, I'm looking at those games. You see, um, DJs in the end zone. People yeah. having pool parties. No one's really watching the game. It's just a big party. It's just a ah, part of it. It's just another not, show in Vegas. That's, that's right. Not the same atmosphere in, in Oakland. Those fans were into the game. They hated Ooh. us just as much as the players hated us. Um, yeah. And and that that's what made it fun. That's the passion that you. I mean, you like in competition. Right. Honestly, I mean, it's like really going into a first century coliseum. Yeah. You know? you're going. You really feel like you're going to war. Like it's. Yeah. It's one of those things where, where no matter what our records are, no matter. You know who's number one in the division. It doesn't. We could be first place. They can be last. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, you're going to get a good game. It's going to be physical. Right. And guys are going to lay it out there, and I don't know why, but that's just how it is. Yeah. I remember in Oakland too. You would you would smell the weed right. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking about. I would be sitting there, and this was every time I'd be like, "We're going to get high over here, sitting on this bench." How much weed are they smoking? <laughs> it just stunk of weed. As soon as you pull up to the stadium, you smell it. Oh, you know man. what else you smelled? We can talk about this because fans don't know this. 
that locker room fucking sucked. Ooh, it was awful. It was, fuck, it was awful. There was leaks in the ceiling. Terrible. It was right. I, I promise you, we were right below a concession stand because all I smelled was old grease. Yeah. And I felt nauseous the entire time. No I couldn't room. wait to get out to go play because the locker room was so – it was small. Oh. Everyone shared a locker. The, the training room looked like a closet. Terrible. Um, I think I saw rats one time running <laughs> running around. I'm just like, this is disgusting. Terrible. Um, and they Terrible. just rushed in there. And I, I know they did it on purpose. I don't think they did it on purpose. And that's right. a part of not caring about, you know, the opposing team. And, right. and, the, and the field sucked. Oh, like, it sucked. I mean, it's a it's a, a, a baseball field. It's oh, anytime field. you played a team that had the infield, that was – I just couldn't believe that was an element that we had to deal with. I remember thinking, like, there's no, there's no way to cover up this infield with some grass. Like, this was just – I couldn't stand that. Miami had the same thing. Miami used to have the stinking infield. Oakland had it. That was just the worst. That was absolutely wor- terrible. Thankfully, you know, we, we were able to get some big wins against them and yeah. feel good about it. Yeah, I love beating the Raiders. Even when I was yeah. a jerk, I love beating the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. so we got to get this stuff sweet here. Jerseys, though. That's the only good thing about them. Other than that, they have, have nothing nice to say about them. Uh, the Oakland Raiders playing in Vegas. Oh. All right, before we close, Jeff, one thing that we, we've seen a lot of that's sort of hype on the social medias and TV and all that stuff is the taunting this year and the emphasis from the refs to call penalties on taunting. And I, this, I mean, it's been just absurd. And we saw the ref go out of his way to bump the guy from Chicago. I mean, it just, yeah. uh, it just is, it seems so silly. And so I just, before I even go on a rant, I want to get your thoughts. What do you think of? I don't know. Taunting? I don't know why this is even a rule. I know they proposed it and they, they, they put it through. And I think the reasoning behind it was it was to limit confrontations, you know, yeah. guys celebrating. And then, you know, usually after, you know, there's a fight or something. Well, that, right. that doesn't happen very often. No. So I don't know why that was even proposed. It's not like that was ever an issue. Like you right. have it every once in a while, but that, that's, that, that's a part of the game. It happens. Oh, that's what it is. It's, it happens. Okay. Celebrating. You're taking the fun out of the game. Right. The NFL is the not fun league now. Yeah, like, no you're not allowing guys to play with passion. These guys, I mean, we work so damn hard. Like, right. as offensive linemen, we didn't celebrate very much. But I know how hard it is to get a sack. Right. I know how hard that is. It's, it, that's, there's a reason why everyone doesn't have double-digit sacks every year. Because right. it's hard to get a sack. So when a guy makes it makes it home, like, let him celebrate. Right. Sucks on my end because I'm watching you celebrate after you. Right. But, like, let him celebrate. He earned that. Let a guy celebrate after a touchdown. Let a guy, you know, throw a first down. Like it's entertainment, right? That's right. why we oh, watch right. the game. It's entertainment. That's why fans watch the game. And the fans that don't like it, I don't care. Right? Like, we work our asses off. Let guys celebrate. It's not taking away from the game. It's only adding to it. It's a passionate sport. It's a passionate game. And guys deserve to be able to celebrate as long as it, as long as it's not hurting anybody. As long as they're not doing any gestures that, you know, are wrong gestures that kids can see and stuff like that. Let them celebrate. Let them have fun and, and enjoy it. It's what makes the game – the game is fun. I mean, this game is uh, – like, that's what attracted me to the game, right? It's a violent game, and you get on on that field, and it just – listen, the rules don't apply here, right? That's what makes this game so beautiful. It's like out in the world, you can't hit people. You can't get in people's faces. You can't get violent. You can't get scrappy. You can't – got it. When you cross over those lines, and now you're on that NFL field, now it's whatever, every, anything goes. 
Like, let's get it. That's what makes the game beautiful. And it's like to take that away. I mean, what what are we doing? We, you know, I I just it, it not only does it make the game suck to watch on TV with all the penalties and all that crap, but it's just it's not NFL football anymore. There's there's an aspect of this game that's supposed to be just let loose, right? I mean, that that's the beauty of the NFL. It's a violent, nasty game. That's and amazing. that's why we enjoy playing it. That's why people enjoy watching it. If you take that out, you're taking the art right out of it. I mean, it just – they, They've created – first off, they're party poopers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're party poopers. Like, this is this is terrible for the game. But they've created a bigger distraction than, than the celebration itself. Right, exactly. It was never a distraction, but they've actually created distraction by having this rule. And last night, Monday Night Football, we actually saw it possibly cost the team a game. Yeah. Because yeah. a guy celebrated and they didn't like it. And then the damn ref ended up hip-checking the guy, which made no sense. I so can't believe I don't know that. what's going on. It feels like a personal attack on guys. Um, but it, it, it's it's not good. I mean, it, it, I, don't, I don't get it. I know some people don't agree with it. I know some people think that this is right for the game. But this this is the National Football League. This ain't got them – no. baseball or whatever. No, like this, is, this, is, this is the NFL. It's been a part of the game, and, and it should be a part of the game. That's right. Watch the game for the past however many years. This is part of the game. You know, I always used to love Mike Westoff, our special teams coordinator, was with the Jets. He would tell the refs, hey, all these people aren't watching this game to watch you. Right? Yeah. They came here to watch the guys play. So, like, I hate it when these refs, like that guy, you know, throwing a hip check. Like, this ain't about you, man. This no. is, they're not here. You just keep – Keep us, you know, keep everything in check. But you clearly think that we came here to see you. Like this ain't, this ain't about you, right? Just, just focus on the game. I just, ah, drives me nuts, Big Jeff. But that stuff's over. Hopefully they'll change that, the NFL. We're on to Oakland, who plays in Vegas. We're going to get this win, Jeff. Talk about it next week. Brother, thank you for coming on the show again. Uh, you're you're a host. I don't know why I say that every week coming on the show. You're the host. Listen, man, I'm, not, I'm the goddamn host, man. You're the host, man. I'm, I'm the host. host. I'm here to stay. <laughs> trying to replace me already. Be goddamn Oakland. Let's go. That's it. Switch. Get the Beat out of here, man. Beat Oakland. They're playing Vegas. Beat Oakland. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to be on the Oakland. The Oakland one-on-one. <laughs> oh, man. Chiefs Kingdom, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Hopefully after another W. Go Chiefs. Big Jeff. See you next week, brother. See you next week. Go Chiefs. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.